Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is Pedro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we come to share 3D printing projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects for you folks. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It is episode 200. Wow, 200 episodes this week's coupon code is Circuit Saw to save you 10% off in the Adafruit store. Works on everything except Adabox subscriptions and gift certificates. So definitely take advantage of that. Yeah. And we also have some free deals. So if you go to adafruit.com slash free and check out all the free deals. If you order a printer right now, you get uh, free shipping on that. We also have some free giveaways like uh, Half Size Perma Proto and the Circuit Playground Express. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. Um, same day delivery is an option in New York City, so if you want to get your parts really quick, that's the option. We also have a Circuit Python meeting that happens every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Shout out to Scott for putting that together and all the lovely folks and devs that work on Circuit Python. If you guys want to uh, tune in, you can sit in live and listen to the, the happenings, and it's also published on YouTube after the recording. It is published every week on the Discord channel. If you scroll all the way down on the left side, there is the audio channels. That's where all of that happens. Definitely check it out and join the Discord community of, oh man, we have, forget how many people. Thousands. Thank you. Thousands. <laughs> Thank you all for joining. Uh, newsletters are happening, so we got two of those. Check them out. You got to uh, opt into those. You get some, is there deals, deals and stuff? Sometimes they sneak in some deals in there, so okay. definitely check it out. You got to sign up for yourself. We do not opt you in for that. Yeah. All right. This week's project. This week's project Let's is. Let's over to which one? The overhead. One of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to hold the mic for me? Yeah. Sure. This week's episode or project is the saw blade from Zelda. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Breath of Fresh Air. So this is a fully 3D printed saw blade. We have a Cricut CPX inside here. And if I hold it over here, so you can fully see it. All um, 3D printed all the way down to the pummel. And of course we got NeoPixel LEDs inside here. We're using the brand new UV NeoPixels. And if we turn it on, you have the Cricut powering the actual chain. It's automate, uh, autom motorized. And of course, the sun has now come out, so you can barely see the blades and the UV reacted. So you can kind of see it from the side. They were using the 32 NeoPixel uh, UV strip for this, as along with um, UV reactant blue translucent PLA. So if we jump over to the overhead, take a look at some of the detail on that. We got a ton of greeblies. Sorry about that. We are using the um, Filamentum's Vertigo Galaxy for the main part, and then the Vertigo Gray for the other Greeblies, as well as the Gold Happens. So all glittery and sparkly, adds a very nice sort of uh, shine detail without having to do any like post-processing on that. We have buttons to control all of the functions on here. We also have the USB on the side, so we can still program that as well as a nice little insert, inset reset button if you want to go into make code for all that. We're using the new side light LEDs actually controls this. And then what are the cool details on it? Ninja Flex um, handle. And I forgot to turn on the pummel. But uh, yeah, super cool, especially under UV light. Um, 
everything glows and illuminates very nicely. You want to take a look at that? Yeah, check it out what it looks like with just a little tad bit of UV light on there. Makes the entire thing glow super nice. Check it out. Ooh, a little pomo there. So definitely a good little technique if you want to uh, add a bunch of glow without having all of your uh, lights having to do all the work for you. And the other cool thing about it is the, the, um, the chain is all 3D printed. So we're using bits of 1.75 millimeter filament to actually uh, hold all of the hinges together. It's working out really nice for that. And then if we take and uh, finally did like a cooking show type one where you can actually take a look at the inside of this. Yeah. <clears throat> so here's, here's what it looks like on the inside. We have the Cricut with the CPX mounted on the inside doing all of the controls for the NeoPixels and as well as the motor. Got a little three printed gear on here that's driving the entire chain. So we'll look at that real quick. Look at this chain, it's fully 3D printed. All 3D printed with rivets, the kind of filament rivets. On the side here we have the 10 by 15 uh, bearings that are providing some smooth action on the gear teeth there. And one of the cool techniques that we uh, learned for this one is how to have one strip provide the, uh, the lights going facing up and facing down at the same time. We just split the side light on your pixels and then just turn the other half around so you have illumination on both sides. And they're easily just held in place with the, um, with the standoffs that are on the side there. Yeah. We are routing the UV neopixels on the outside of this translucent wall. And something I didn't even mention, the whole thing is dual extruded so that we have our built-in diffusion on the bottom there. And again, we're using the translucent blue uh, UV reactant filament. Uh, this is from, I believe, Ulti Machine. I think was the only uh, place that still uh, has those. We have a speaker that is uh, press fit into the body there. So you have a ton of options to use uh, Circuit Python to enable audio to be playing at the same time. And because we are using the CPX, the Circuit Playground Express, you still have the ability to add um, interactive functions. So if you like twist the sword or hold it in a different direction, you can actually have that activate the uh, different motions, like uh, just turning on or having different colors play. You can have the onboard microphone and map the audio to all the lights. So it'll uh, be like a um, uh, UV, VU meter. VU meter. Yeah, yeah. The three um, AA pack fits right in there. And then you have your on off switch right there. Everything is connected with a jumper cable, so you can easily uh, pull, these, pull these apart for any debugging or anything like that. If you want to uh, travel with this, you can actually break this whole thing apart because these are two pieces that are screwed together, and you can actually pack this very compactly. Taking a look at the other side, we have our button and our uh, USB panel mount for that, and we're using these really cool uh, metal ball buttons Super Excellent. clicky, so satisfying yeah. with each click on that. Mm -hmm. So all of those are wired in there. We're sharing the uh, ground pin here. So we just made a little Y cable. And those all just plug into the other side of the sword. Yeah, I think that jumper cable is really nice because then you have those two pieces you can take apart. Yeah. Moving on to the little drive wheel here that's actually uh, helping to move the 
the blade around. We have a nice another bearing in there that's helping it spin around. The little washer in there. Where stop for that. This pops in like that. And then what else do we got here? Oh, the handle, like I mentioned before, all Ninja Flex. So uh, nice little grip that goes on top of a 7 8 dowel. Just slips on there with a little bit of friction. You got to get that in there. And then if you actually want to um, have this to swing around, you did have or add little holes on here so you can actually screw this into your dowel. So you can actually you know, do the cool little motion that Link does, do the you know, spinning around with it. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the learn guide. Take a look at some of the uh, other techniques on building this sword. Just give us a second to put the stuff back here. Like that. All right, so if you guys head on over to the Adafruit Learning site, hopefully the page is open. Yay, the, the guide went up 30 minutes before <laughs> like 12 a.m. So we're rushing to get this one out. But hey, the front page has all the parts that you need to build this project. Be quite a bit of them, so definitely look through all of those. Yep, most of the stuff is in stock. Okay, maybe some of it is in stock. You can get the cricket from DigiKey, but we do have the Circuit Playground in stock. Hey, uh, we're out of stock. What else is new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the new buttons. Uh, the side lit LEDs. That's actually the wrong part, Pedro. We gotta fix that. Let me get actually, back. Actually, that is the right part. That is a oh, bar. That's the bar. Anyway, we'll fix that up. I don't have the. Do I have the edit power? The edit power. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the PID is. That's fine. Anyway, check the parts. All right. Uh, what is this? The dowel? You get the dowel. Okay, that's the only LEDs. thing that we don't have. Oh, that in the ball bearings. Yeah, the ten by fifteen by four yeah. uh, mil bearings. Uh, you're going to need a couple of M25 and M3 screws. A couple of them are included with the Circuit Playground and right. the Cricut. So. Yeah, the bolt kit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Other than you can uh, search for a side lit strip and you'll get the right one. I'll edit it before the show. Yeah, we'll edit it before the show. It's the 60 pixel one, not the 100. All right, so that's mainly the front page because it kind of covers all the parts. And we'll put some, oh yeah, the prerequisite guides if anybody's new. Uh, we'll throw up a warning in here because this is sort of a bit of an advanced project, not really beginner focused or friendly. <laughs> There's quite a bit of wiring involved, so you know it's 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 cool. All right, circuit diagram. So this is uh, all the all the pieces really wired. Um, just gives you an idea of how all the pieces are wired, all the strips. So you got quite a few strips in there. We also have a single neopixel right there. So that's yeah. So you can do that. Kind of create your own strips. <coughs> Run through the sizes for the wires I can use as well, so have to check that out. Sweet, okay. yeah, it's all broken out for you. Size. Excellent. Jump it into the make code. Yeah, make code. So this is a lot of fun. Great way to kind of test out different animations without yeah. kind of forking over too much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, the Cricut uh, extension is a part of make code, so if you haven't played with that, definitely check it out. If you've got your Cricut board, you want to play around with some motors and lights at the same time, um, check out make code. Just drag some things. Uh, put together something. Um, so, yeah. We'll just go, go through some of the steps of setting up your web USB so you can actually program this inside of a Chrome browser yeah. and have all of your code um, with you at all times because it does save it on the cloud so you can have access to that. Cool thing to mess around with uh, the, the order of operation in terms of the blocks. You can have a lot of fun figuring out what code works and what doesn't. So then we check that out for adding all of the interactive abilities as you can. Yeah, there's quite a bit of sensors and 
stuff on Circuit Playground, so check it out. Just the tip of the ice. Yeah, this is like, yeah. What I enabled in there, but you have, this is one of the first projects where it is ready for upgrades. You have like uh, the third button that I'm not even using. You have the speaker in there that you can implement. And of course, all of the um, temperature sensor, the gyro, the uh, IR. accelerometer, yeah, the IR, um, the microphone. Yeah, could even swap this out for the Feather uh, Cricket and maybe do some Bluetooth. Yeah, depending yeah. on how advanced and crazy you want the thing to do to be. Yeah, cool. Moving on to the three printing page for this goes over some of the files where you can get all of the bits and parts for this. Is is set up as a dual extrusion. Uh, print, but you can easily just merge all of the different pieces together using Cure for this. Uh, the cool thing that we're using, or that we were able to design this with because of the Ultimakers, we're using a uh, 0.8 millimeter nozzle, but um, thankfully it still works with a 0.4 millimeter nozzle as well. Using the 0.77 uh, default extrusion width if you're using the larger nozzle, and a 0.3 millimeter height for that. 20% infill, we're just using the triangular pattern for all these, work pretty well, and just a glass uh, bed, uh, just to get that shine on there. But if you do want a more diffused look on the translucent, definitely recommend PEI to get a nice little, um, like a frosted look on the diffusion uh, part of it. And a huge shout out to the Ultimaker team. The S5 is an, a terrific machine that uh, probably wouldn't be able possible to print this out in such a massive volume. Mm -hmm. um, we would have to split it up even more than it already is. Um, so the S5 is kind of our exclusive project to the S5, I would say, because yeah, uh, none of the other printers can fit this thing. So um, it it'd be really cool to see some remixes, um, you know, of, of it cut up more, but we'll, we'll let the community do that, because right now we really wanted it to kind of... The funny thing to, is that... To print as much as we can, like, you know, kind of a big part as much as we can. Yeah. And the so. funny thing is that it barely fits into the bed, so you actually yeah, have to have you have this to ro rotate it <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the ways to kind of get it. So it's, uh, what was it, 330 on the X? Yeah, 339. Yeah, and then like, like 200, 150 on the, on the Y. So you might be able to fit it, but we already looked at some of the beds, like the Prusa can't fit it, the, the Type A could fit it, but it's not dual. Yeah. Maybe the Palette could print it. Maybe one of the G creates could print it. I'd like to see this printed on one of the... You know, maybe yeah, a CR-10 can fit it. That'd be really cool. So anyway. With, um, like a, a, a multi-material uh, setup with, more, you know, more than three colors or more because yeah. it, that'd be very nice to have really cool. the support material that is uh, required for just some of the details that are mm -hmm. on there. So Imagine gonna have if all that was printed, like, in one piece. That would be incredible. Yeah. yeah. Somebody do it, please. <laughs> hey, look, there's our little baby printer over there. That's yeah, the so Adventure 2 that we just got in stock. And man, does it print NinjaFlex very well. Yeah. Uh, at least cylinders. It did a really <laughs> good cylinders. job. Yeah, yeah. Go. There's some detail on the on the thing. You can see there's some grooves and things. And yeah, they did a really good job. Well. Yeah. So I'd ever recommend. Uh, unfortunately, I mm. searched all around for the brown mm. color that we're using there. It's actually called caramel. That's right. From NinjaFlex. I think they discontinued it. I think we have at least two spools left in the Eight Fruit shop. So right, if right. you are in the need of printing a flexible you know, print that needs to be in that Don't color. Don't despair. You can, you've, you've already proven, you've already shown that you can airbrush this stuff, so you can paint it That's however you true. want, and it doesn't yeah. flake off if you do the airbrush yeah. stuff, so. Um, don't despair, get some some airbrush stuff. <laughs> All right, so the, on the pommel, also do extruded. Yep. Um, pretty sweet looking pommel on its own. Yeah. Do you want to show the, the on-off thing? Oh yeah, hold on, let me actually place it back on there. No, I like it out, out of the thing. Oh, okay. That way it's sort of this right. modular, that you can just, um, you know, 
put your own coin cell in there. So kind of an easy way to mount it in there. It's kind of it just slides right in there. You have these little grooves that help slide the coin cell. So we're just using the 12 millimeter breakout uh, with the on and off switch. Oh, left, yeah, right. it's a there 10 millimeter LED. 10 those, millimeter on the outside. Ones. Yeah, and it does a really good job of diffusing yeah. the inside of that. And yeah. again, uh, translucent blue LED or um, PLA, PLA, so it'll still illuminate with uh, any black light source or UV source. So super cool. Jump back over again. Uh, you can, if you want, uh, definitely just combine all of these models if you don't have a dual extruder, and it should print just fine. Uh, just be aware of not uh, messing with the orientation of or the origin of any of those, uh, the way that they're placed. Yeah, origin matters. Regrouping them. Yeah. All right. So there's some support material required, as there are recessed panels to kind of create those um, different colored panels. So we need so to have some recess there. Yeah, you're also saving on material too, so you're not printing this thick, you know, uh, top or bottom okay. uh, wall that you you don't really need to be there. And then for up, so for removing those, we our go-to tools are just a painter's palette knife. Yeah. Uh, so you can easily get under the. Uh, some of the support materials and the flush cutters. Yeah, great. Always good for removing that. Yeah, Moving on to tapping your standoffs, so just using the 2.5 and a 3 millimeter uh, tapping tool to get all of those ready. You can definitely use the brass inserts for this, but because I had to print, you know, when you're prototyping, everybody forgets, you don't want to have a brass insert and then like rip it out because your part didn't fit or you changed your design. Yeah, I just throw it away you know, with, yeah. the, with the brass insert. Never again. Uh, anyway, yeah. but hey, you only need to do it once to learn not to do it again. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, you definitely could do that. The holes are large enough for that if you want to go that route. And with the chain, uh, just a little um, simple little uh, way to assemble that. Uh, I'm just using a soldering iron to heat up the uh, the 1.75 millimeter filament. I uh, get it as close as you can to the part, and then just use a blunt flat tool to uh, to like have it nice and flat so it's not okay. protruding when it's going through the uh, the drive gear. Yeah, nice riveting technique. We've seen this before on some other projects, but yeah, it's, it's a nice one. Yeah, the difference of well. this one is I got it super close, so definitely don't be afraid. If you uh, jump over to the overhead, you can see just how close these, um, I got the, the rivets to get in there. Yeah, check that out. So it's like completely flush with it, and it didn't fuse with the part. Was, which is what I was really scared of uh, going so close, but it just doesn't fuse. So definitely don't be scared to get those um, as closest to the part as you can so you can get that nice and flush. Oh yeah, one other thing too. Um, I did use the breakaway supports for the blade teeth. Looks like that. Might look like it uh, fused, but it didn't does an excellent job of having a nice flat bottom uh, over your support materials, uh, which is definitely needed if you don't want any of the blades to get caught along the path um, when it's uh, on. These look pretty chunky. I want to say that's a 0.8 nozzle with this a point whatever layer. Yeah. yeah, so this is definitely 0.8, uh, nice fat. Uh, it's like four layers uh, thick. And the cool thing with the fatter nozzles is you are going to get uh, more translucency uh, that just because it's a, a wider so also UV reactive yeah so yeah. Yeah, nice blowing out there all right cool moving on to the assembly okay. Second, so. 
right, assemblies, it's broken out into its own page. It's rather lengthy, so let's see. Yeah, pretty lengthy. I tried to compress as many of the things that I could, like building the uh, slide switch for the um, the battery holder. So I just show like the finished product there. If you want to look at uh, you know more details on how to actually solder all those or have the heat shrink on there, um, I even put down what uh, length you're going to need to cut each uh, extension wire for this. You can check that out there. And we can move on to the speaker. It easily mounts to the little terminal block on the uh, cir uh, the cricket, and it just snap fits into the little circular press fit area on the handle, on the right side handle. Using the uh, 0.25 millimeter by six millimeter long screws for the battery to attach that on there. And yeah, I like this battery holder just because it has those included screws and mounting holes. A couple of the other batteries don't even have. Moving on to the UV NeoPixel strip, we're gonna, um, luckily just one strip of the uh, 32 is uh, enough, to, just enough, yeah. It's a 32? Yeah, it's a 32, and we're actually going to- I don't know what that is. What's uh, 32 pixels per meter for the UV NeoPixel strip. Oh, okay. So we're gonna lay those, uh, there's enough room between the standoffs and the wall. Oh, it is 32, sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're different. They're so, yeah, we can actually um, thread those between the uh, standoffs and the walls there. Those fit nice through there. We're going to point those outwards so we can illuminate the blades for all that. And then we're going to cut the access off where the uh, translucent part of the uh, blade uh, stops. And we're going to use that to illuminate the circular uh, drive wheel. So we'll just have those facing inwards as shown there. And then we're just going to solder that from um, just resolder that with a uh, 150 millimeter jumper cable, so we can easily um, take that apart if we need to debug it or compress it down for travel. And here I'm just showing you how to attach the female jumpers and the male jumpers, so you can connect those up into the uh, NeoPixel terminal block on the Cricut. Just a little way to attach that. And then we're going to use the same technique for the side-lit NeoPixel strip. Uh, so if you scroll down, the easy way to do that is actually look, it's a, just ha uh, take the whole strip, um, fold it in half, and then on the back side of the PCB, you should be able to see where they actually solder both ends together. Yeah, I just used a hobby knife to cut through the sheathing and then desoldered those two pieces. And the reason we're doing this is so we can have one side facing upwards and then the other side, I'm gonna turn it around, resolder it back on so it's facing downwards. So we're illuminating both sides of the sword. And I just show how to hook that up, make sure that each uh, connection is actually uh, soldered the right way, I actually blew one of the um, strips this way. So just make sure, yeah. <laughs> You said it was an advanced project. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Same deal with this guy. We're going to hook up female jumpers and male jumpers up there so we can easily connect those. So uh, instead of hooking these up into the Cricut, um, there is uh, more uh, IOs that you could plug this into, into the terminal block. But when I tried doing that, the jumpers actually make it too, uh, too tall to actually fit, the, fit inside the enclosure. So... I just soldered them right onto the CPX, which has the benefit of you know being able to use the make code with that since they don't have those extensions in there yet for 
yeah. control uh, yeah, control Yeah, if you're doing CircuitPython, you could totally do that. Um, but you would have to make it your own um, low-profile yeah. jumper. We've done it on quite a few projects. It's kind of a pain to create them, just for me personally. But mm -hmm. uh, some other folks might find it easier. Yeah, yeah. so you can definitely go that route. If you really do want to use uh, CircuitPython and have uh, the speaker working, because uh, right now the uh, make code they don't have uh, yeah there's no actual speaker. sound of uh, there's audio but there's like chip tone audio yeah. which is like generate tone generate a tone mm -hmm. not actually playback a you know an AIF file wave file yeah. so that's forthcoming maybe in a year or something I don't know don't quote me on that <laughs> so we're just looking up to the A3 the 3 volt and the ground pads on the CPX and then uh, scrolling down we're gonna do the exact same setup for the upper part of the sword the handle area going to do the same thing where we split the uh, new pixel strip right in the middle and then just resolder them with one facing up and one side facing down. Am I in the right? Yeah, no, no. Yep, you're right here. Oh. Scroll down. This one, uh, the one on the handle part, the top part of the sword, we're actually going to have to add one single breadboard NeoPixel just so we can illuminate one of the undersides of the Cricut one of the areas where it's um, covering one of the circles and there's no light they can actually get to that. We can actually just tack this on to the back of the of the cricket right next to the the logo, the C and the um, the standoff that's right next to it. You can just use some blue tack or uh, hot glue. Uh, just make sure that none of the contacts are touching the uh, the open pads that are around that area. Normally, yeah, the on tape. Mm -hmm. And I tell you how long you need to make the uh, silicone coated wires that we're using to hook these up. Next up is just mounting the cricket, I believe. Oh no, it's the handle strip mount. So those just curve around the contour of the uh, the uh, components that are already in there and the standoffs. I just want to make sure that they are inside of the wall so that you don't have any trouble when you're trying to close both sides. Moving on to the TT motor, uh, you do have to make a slight modification. There is this little plastic bump that is near the uh, metal shaft there. They're just going to have to remove. Uh, it's plastic, so you can just use the flush cutters. The reason for that is um, the gear, the 3D printed gear that's driving the, uh, the what's it called, the teeth. Uh, it has a tendency to want to get underneath that, so eliminate that and just get rid of it altogether. That easily mounts onto the uh, right side of the um, the handle area with uh, two pretty long screws, the M3 uh, by 25 millimeter long. I tried using like a 23 millimeter one and it just didn't hold on, so you're gonna have to use a pretty long one. And um, it so long that it actually protrudes th uh, through to the uh, to the outside of the case, so you are gonna have to use um, like a nut to hold that as well. And then we can actually start mounting all of the uh, the new pixel strips along the contours of the, the wall there. Make sure you place them so that it's illuminating all of the little details on the uh, diffusion part of the design. Next up is hooking up the TT motor. I think I skipped the part because you are going to have to solder your own uh, uh, wires up to these. Uh, it's the only drawback of this, but... Uh, they are nice and strong. Yes, that is for uh, wire management. So definitely check out that orientation, hook those up that way. 
And again, we're just using the female uh, jumper cables, which will connect to the male jumper cables up into the motor uh, terminal inside or on the Cricut using the uh, number two uh, terminal block just to make it a little bit more closer. You don't have to uh, make the wire any longer than it has to be. And then those are covered up with this nice little motor cover. It's going to help uh, guide the, uh, the chain away from all of the wires that are down there. And that just slides in, snaps into place. Pretty cool. And then moving on to the left side of the sword, this is where the USB panel mount, the buttons, and the drive wheel is going to go into. So super simple little assembly for the drive wheel. The uh, 10 by 15 by 4 mil bearing snaps onto a little standoff that's in the middle there and is held in place with a washer and the 2.5 mil by 5 millimeter long screw. So a little super easy assembly for that one. And then the button assembly for that. Um, again, we're using these really cool clicky metal ball buttons. You can take a look at the orientation for which side you have to hook those up. Um, you don't have to do the little Y splitter for the, um, for the ground, but it definitely helps keep your wires all nice and organized. You could split one of the legs as another ground. That's a good idea. So let's let's do that too. Yeah, yeah. And moving on to uh, mounting the panel mount USB, it comes with the included screws that you're going to need to have that Which on. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the, the length that you're going to need for that. Right. Moving on to actually starting to assemble both parts, you can actually connect the jumper wires to the um, to the right side, so both left and right are connected now. While you're installing the bearings on the standoffs, so you can uh, provide a nice little glide silky surface for the chain to, to run along. Uh, you are going to need, was it 246 for that one? Only one of the standoffs uh, is going to be bare. You can see it there in the picture, and that's only because it doesn't actually engage uh, with that standoff. The chain doesn't engage with that one. And then hooking up your um, your, your actual chain, uh, it's placed right over the uh, three-pin gear, hooks up, and then you just insert the other side at a slight angle so the drive wheel is actually going inserting first. Give you a nice way to uh, mount that. Oh yeah, don't forget that panel too. You're gonna need the additional left side panel to uh, help keep the teeth from getting stuck in that area as well. And then moving on to actually just closing it up, you wanna just make sure that you can tuck all of the jumper cables for the, um, for the buttons on the inside of the right side uh, motor cover, just so none of the blade teeth um, get caught on that. And then we're gonna use 10 uh, M2.5 by 12 millimeter long screws to connect both sides. Moving on all the way down to the greeblies, you can either use sticky tack to sort of test the placement of each of these uh, little details or you can just super glue it right on. Uh, definitely be careful with the translucent one as it will show the dots of glue. Maybe E6000. Yeah, that might be better, yeah. yeah. One of the last steps for the left side, after you've uh, already added the right side greeblies, is at adding the actuator that's going to um, be able to reach down to press the reset button if you want to change firmware or go into make code or go back into circuit Python mode. So that is uh, 
a nice little hole that is over the left greebly for the larger circle. I don't know what to call that. <laughs> and then finally, assembly of the handle, the uh, dowel. Again, we're using a 7 8 uh, diameter dowel. Uh, we cut it down to about 347 millimeters so you can fit the, um, the Ninja Flex grip on that. And that gives you just enough uh, clearance for a two-handed um, handle. You can actually make it smaller if you want or bigger, but that's the, uh, the size looks pretty good in terms of the scale for the blade. And then moving on to finally the last thing <laughs> is a pommel assembly. The circuit for that, like we said before, it's just the 12 millimeter uh, coin cell breakout with the on and off button and the 10 millimeter uh, LED uh, soldered on there. Yeah, I'll make sure it's oriented exactly yeah and those all uh, um, just slide into the dowel we'll have a nice little small ring in there that's actually hiding where the two pieces of the uh, handle uh, go together and that's pretty much it have a, a, <laughs> yeah, it's a ton <laughs> that was pretty long all right uh, yay yay we finished it in time mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all right so uh, if anybody has any questions, let us know, so we can... Hey, yeah, all the files are up on um, Thingiverse, Imagine, Pinshape, and of course the Fusion 360 files. If you want to do any modifications, uh, add some uh, construction lines to split it up into even more parts, or just combine it. If you want to print it as a single color print, you want to add some uh, post-processing afterwards, definitely post that as a remix. Cool. All right. Well, if you want to pick up any of the parts to build your own blade saw, circuit saw is today's coupon code. Easy 10% off on everything except beta boxes and gift certificates. Excellent. All right. So that was this week's project. There are also some other great projects on the Adafruit Learning System. Be sure to check it out. Whew. All right. Let's see, let me, um, I think, uh, what are you <laughs> prototyping? Yeah, yeah. A crazy, uh -huh. in-depth, like, compact week. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so we got, uh, what are you prototyping? Yeah. Uh, we'll show you next week. <laughs> no, I got some. Uh, my, my buddy uh, thought it'd be cool to put some NeoPixel rings on his green machine. It's basically an electric uh, huffy electric Huffy trike or something for his kids. So I've never seen these, but it's called the Huffy Electric Green Machine. So I put together like this kind of booster turbine looking thing. Um, and inside there are NeoPixel rings and um, a NeoPixel jewel. And the, the, the thing I wanted to share about it is that we now have the ability to get um, PCBs uh, out of Eagle and into fusion absolute one-to-one -one representation of it and with that you can do some crazy things like create these very precise holes to which you can thread your wires through so these holes are in the absolutely precise <laughs> position of all the pins that are well on the pcb itself again allowing you to um, wire that out so you can see the jewel has about four pads two mounting holes 
and uh, the 24x Neo Pixel Ring has quite a few pins going for it. You know, grounds and power, data in, data out. So I thought that was pretty cool. This was printed with no supports. However, I might need some. And uh, it's, it's sort of a work in progress. So that's what I got. I don't know what's going to happen with it. We'll see. Maybe we'll put it on a bike or something. So that's kind of what I had. It was kind of a personal help project thing. Um, do lightsabers. I don't have much of the lightsaber stuff. Though. All right, let's see. So that is uh, what we're prototyping. Speaking of uh, the Eagle CAD PCBs, turning, turning them into 3D models, uh, we put together a layer by layer on how to do that, how to take uh, one, of, one of Adafruit boards and turn it into a 3D using the new uh, Fusion 360 uh, sync features inside of the new versions of Eagle. So yay, so check that out. Let's see if folks seem to get a kick out of it. Shop Talk is uh, next. So let's look at our notes and figure out what we have for Shop Talk. All right, I guess I got one thing. This is a pretty sweet uh, project that I'm looking forward to play with. So you guys remember the Pi Girl Zero? And last week we talked about a Pi Girl Advanced project from Josh Peterson. And I got the PCB and components from Josh, um, I think, uh, a couple days ago. So I'm looking forward to build it. So I 3D printed the case. So what Josh has done is created a a much bigger um, screen. He's got a much bigger screen in this build. Um, he's created a PCB that integrates all the components. And uh, so we got that. Thank you. Now it's your turn. I want to share the address. So here's the PCB. We'll take a look at that and some of the components. So you can purchase this as a kit uh, from Josh's site, which I will have linked in the description of this video. So let's go ahead and brighten up our backgrounds and all that because I need more light here. And that will probably do it. All right, so last week we shared a little bit about it. So this is the PCB from Osh Park and uh, designed by Josh Peterson. So you can see here uh, the Pi TFT goes on this side and the Pi Zero I believe goes right here. So everything is nicely labeled. It's really nice routing job. The buttons here are actually um, the buttons from the Nintendo whatever, the SNES, I guess. So these are real buttons. They're not 3D printed, so that makes this a much better feeling. Uh, the buttons are using the squishy type buttons. Also included the heat inserts and the various screws that we need. And there's also some extra components here, like an on-off switch, a resistor, uh, I think that's a transistor, and then a, an RGB LED, maybe for status. Um, and then this is really cool. So it does have a speaker, and this is a really sweet speaker. I'm not sure where you sourced this from, where Josh sourced this from, but it's a really adorable little speaker. And uh, that looks great. I'll ask him where he got that from. So it's a really cool speaker. It's got four tabs for mounting, which is cool. And then here's the case itself. This came out of the printer this morning. Very, very awesome. Looks like we've got audio, USB. we got actual shoulder buttons that kind of curve around the side. Uh, maybe that's another audio. I, I don't know. Um, then maybe that's a slide switch. Not sure. Really like how he uh, created this feature here for the start. 
and pause or start and whatever those buttons are. Another audio thing? How many audio things are in here? And then this is fantastic. These are the little speaker holes. They came out phenomenal on the Ultimaker here. Uh, and this is Vertigo uh, Gray, I believe. And these two parts snap fit, but they're also screwed together, um, which is really cool. They have a really tight fit here. So let's see if I can open it without breaking it. Yeah. I decided to do a tiny, tiny bit of sanding. Not bad at all. Very awesome design. So a little bit bigger uh, in terms of the screen. Um, and then I'm looking forward to putting this together. I think I'm going to do a video where uh, I put all this stuff together here. It'll be really cool. But very awesome. Looking forward to put it together. Um, so check it out. This is the Pi Girl Zero Build from Josh Peterson of 3D Print 3D Print Space. So you can go to 3dprintspace.com. Check it out. I don't want to show the front because my address and his address are there. But uh, very cool. He's on Instagram and Thingiverse. Let's go ahead and really quickly look at Josh's page here. Here's the bill of materials. So Josh has done a fantastic job of uh, putting together the guides, the tools needed, printing it. Everything here is, is very well documented. So if you guys are interested, please do check it out. You can support them on uh, Patreon as well or just buy the kit. So very awesome job, Josh. Yay, definitely look forward to building it, man. This is so cool. There are like the layout of the PCB. How the Pi Zero has its own little spot here, as well as the cool, bigger 3.5 inch uh, Pi TFT. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, I had to actually place an order. I had to get the I2S decoder and the Pi, the 3.5 inch Pi TFT, because the one I had actually had a crack screen. So I had to get these parts today. So I still can't build it. Got to wait for my parts to come in. Very cool, however. All right. Sweet. Cool, jumping into this week's Community Makes. Yay, Community Makes this week. Let's take a look at Time Lapse Tuesdays, which is a part of Community Makes. This week's Time Lapse was a helmet with horns. Printed on the Ultimaker 3, still extruded. Um, took about 13 hours to print. It's fairly large. Um, it's so large that it doesn't fit my head. It doesn't fit anyone's head for because yeah, the, the shape of it. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be wearable, I think, but hey, it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Right in the middle of the print, I was like, I should have did this in Ninja Flex. We have both of the same colors, uh, but we're using the glittery vertical uh, gray from Filamentum, as well as uh, I forget what the the silver one is called from Filamentum as well. And this is a remix of a remix. Is it? Yeah. So this was originally. Yeah, yeah, I just linked to the original one oh, just because he's one. yeah because he designed it. Is it meant to be a bottle cap holder? What are some fitter heads? <laughs> yeah, go to the remix as you can see. There is a four-color print of that oh, by Sipis. Yeah, yeah, the only thing I didn't like about this model was the inside has these like su built-in supports that are actually making the inside of it, yeah, right there, super thick. So I uh, took it aside to Tinkercad and just um, deleted uh, a large portion of that because it's not needed. And then they combined the two colors there, so we just have a dual color version of it. It's a lot more thinner, uh, but still heavy. <laughs> and here's what it looks like. Yay, the Ultimaker 
3 did a really good job. As you can see there, we have no waste. We don't have a purge tower. We don't have any of those you know, Was it with wipe towers. This is with the 0.8 millimeter nozzle, printing at 0.3, so super fast and a nicely detailed. No support materials. It did a really good job of the top side of that. Kind of see that just a little bit of um, overhang right at the tip. Maybe. It looks like a rocket at it, at that angle, <laughs> like the bottom. So we go print. Definitely recommend printing it in Ninja Flex. It like barely fits uh, my five-year-old's head, so you are gonna have to scale it up just a little bit more than I did there. Yeah. Well, the S5 was busy printing all the sword parts, so otherwise I would have printed it on there. <laughs> Dinko for the awesome AT Maker shirt. Really appreciate it. It's my only collar shirt, collared shirt that I own. So definitely check it out. All of that is linked below. Moving on oh to no, <laughs> moving on to another community to make. Got a sneak peek of an awesome upcoming project. Oh gosh, this is my favorite one. This is crazy. All right, so this is an exclusive one. Let me let me kind of kick off with the this one. So. Huge shout out to Joel Telling, 3D Printing Nerd. Check out Joel on YouTube if you haven't read. I don't know how you got it. But. So Joel uh, took it on himself to create the, the Daft Punk helmet, um, the Thomas uh, Bengler, mm -hmm. Bengler version, which is awesome. I love the backstory. He met with Stephanie uh, Maker Faire last year, and she made, um, no, in Manuel, Guy Manuel, Guy, Guy Manuel's. Um, helmet and it was super super great and then was it I think it was her it was like hey why don't you make the other one or maybe he was like hey maybe I should make the other one mm -hmm. he actually did it <laughs> so he scaled it up really good. Um, and he posted a video uh, was it last week earlier this week on actually getting the parts to build this together so we've been chatting a little bit back and forth and Joel is is working on the electronics which is pretty awesome so I get to show you guys some unreleased video footage of it working. Now, I love it because Joel went beyond the build and was like, all right, you got one, one or two strips in the visor? That's cool. I'm going to put the full five of them. So he put five strips in the visor, and he got the code to spell out the 3D printing nerd. That's so cool. Dope, so cool. Check this out. I the house. I don't know what's, I thought it was the 3D <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is a straight rip from Facebook. I asked him if it was okay to share because this is exclusive to his Patreon. So if you want to see, like, stuff like that, definitely support him on Patreon. Um, it was really cool to see yeah, um, looks that so he cool. got it all in there and figured out. Yeah, so definitely check out part one where he goes through all the post-processing yeah, and all the yeah. printing, how to assemble it. A uh, really cool nugget takeaway from that was the turtle wax to get that chrome to get all nice and shiny. Yeah, because he would get it all fingerprints. Yeah, so Ours was like that. We, we had to keep polishing or whatever. I had to not touch fast. it. <laughs> I had to touch it from the inside while we were shooting. Not a project I would uh, recommend for beginners, but yeah, apparently this is definitely like, really first good. Yeah. This is amazing. Very awesome. So definitely encouraging for all the folks and, and people who haven't uh, played with electronics yet, man. Mm -hmm. It's definitely doable, man. Time to check it you out. You can do it. Check out the video. So good. Yeah. I mean, are those the mini skinny? I don't even know. I don't think so. Oh, they're the regular yeah. 10? 
Super awesome though, and uh, yeah, it fits Joel's head. So yeah, scale so it up. Scale so he has up. a so bigger out. version of that. Excellent. Yeah, I could just barely get my head in there. Right. I have to like squeeze my ears back. <laughs> so be sure to check out Joel's full breakdown on the post processing, and uh, he said next week is where all the electronics come out. So super cool. Sweet. Don't miss that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we got some other stuff. Let's go ahead and take a look at some cool. This is really cool. This is from Wormy or Pseudo. Pseudo. Was it a pseudo mod? Pseudo mod. Wormy on uh, Instagram. So this is a Bluetooth-controlled NeoPixel ring light for his webcam to doing time lapses. And she posted this on Instagram. And he has uh, the files and everything on Thingiverse, which is really cool. So you can see him printing it here and kind of building it. So definitely give him a subscribe on, uh, on YouTube and, and follow him on Instagram. Very cool. I love these type of videos. He's quick. And then I believe he posted another video of it actually in, of it in action. So you can see here the, um, cool. the lighting of it really helps out in an actual... Uh, time lapse. Check out this time lapse. We need to get Octo whatever, dude. Look at this. Nice. That's so cool. This is, uh, I believe, yeah, Samus. So cool. And this is using the NeoPixel ring project he put together. Very, Very awesome. cool. So shout out to Wormy. Excellent job. I like it. Yay. Dodecahedron. It's a good retraction test. Um, print it in any scale. It's scalable. We printed it really, really big and tossed it around the backyard. It's always nice to see those. This is a really cool. I would definitely recommend this being like a first-time project, wouldn't you say? It's not too much wiring. Oh, yeah, this is really cool. It's kind of like a two headers, right? Mm -hmm. So this is using the Adafruit Feather and the Feather Wing that has the Charlie Plex LEDs. Phil B wrote some really cool simulation code that makes this uh, look like it's actual real sand. Yeah. So you got this kind of sweet looking sand physics toy and on the bottom is uh spherical so you can actually yeah, roll it around options ones you have a gyro and different things so very cool he says uh cool design nicely documented well thank you yay printed on the on the i3 the last thing this was really cool i thought this was dual extruded but it's actually painted awesome cool <laughs> dual extruded this one but yeah this is a remix of the pumpkin skull we made it we made it hollow, right, for uh, candies and things? Yeah, uh, hollowed it out and just added the 10 millimeter LEDs, LEDs in there. Okay, yeah, the holes, they're hollow here. Yeah, add some LEDs, what's going on? You can paint it, you can add some LEDs. <laughs> anyway, uh, printed with zero marble filament. I've heard of this marble filament, and then he painted the orange. Here. Very nice. Printed on the i3 MK3 from Purusha. Looks amazing. Yeah, sliced with Purusha slicer as well. And that does it for this week's um, no, no, I have one more. This is really cool. This one's from the lovely Liz Clark of, DIY, of Blitz City DIY. She put together a, I hope this is like a new video series, but she, she's doing sort of a, a monthly video where it's a bunch of prints from the community. It's basically community makes, but like in video format. And she's talking through uh, the various um, things she had to go through to kind of print it, what was the post-processing like, what was setting up the slicing like. Very informative and just... Gorgeous, like just all the shots here, are absolutely gorgeous. And beautiful prints too. Yeah. I like that Kermit one. She's got great, great voiceover, good storytelling, and uh, I think she printed one of our little bits. I forget which one it was. This one, the uh, I forget what it's called. A mic oh, the microphone, yeah. whatever. <laughs> a mic to tripod. Very cool. So check it, check it out. If you don't 
so if you're not subscribed to Liz, please do so. And she's also on Instagram as well. So check it out. I have the links in the description. Very, very awesome. Cool. So that's this week's Community Makes. If you guys want to share some projects with us, please do so. Um, you can do so by hitting me up on Instagram or Twitter or any of those places. What is the, is it E? Yeah. I have links up there at Ekin and at VideoPixel or at Adafruit, whatever. Yay. You could also hang out. the show. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the whole show. I'll have to cut that stuff out at the beginning. <laughs> Mic oh, smashing. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, we're not done yet. Tonight we got a show and tell. So if you guys want to share your projects with Lamar and Phil, um, you can, and with the whole world, actually. Um, so that's every Wednesday today. Yep. So um, go check out our Discord. We will post the link to that. That's right. Hop on and show off your awesome project. And then right after that, at 8 um, p.m. ET, whole hour of Ask an Engineer, all the cool stuff going on in the make world, secret projects that we're working on, new products released every Wednesday. That's right. Got a sneak peek at some of those cool new products coming out. So definitely check that out. Tomorrow, John Park. Be sure to tune in to John Park's workshop every Thursday at 4 p.m. Do some live builds, make code minutes, mm -hmm. and more. Lots of awesome stuff. As it gets closer to the next Ada box, definitely want to tune in to get some sneak peeks of that. Thank you guys for supporting Adafruit. The whole team is working there. hard to get more crickets. There is a lot of work that goes yeah. into all this, so definitely share your support. And with Maker Fire right around the weekend corner, yeah. a lot of Adafruit folks will actually be there, so be sure to check and be on the lookout mm -hmm. for Mike Barella. Yes. He just released his um, Getting Started with Circuit Playground Express. Mm -hmm. You can get a free autograph from Mike. Mm -hmm. Check him out. He also has a couple coupon other code. books. I think he has a coupon his, code, too. And he has a coupon code. Yeah, let's check out the blog post on that as well. Mm -hmm. Check him out. And uh, who else is going to Maker Fair? John Park had to, had to yeah, do just, something. Yeah, had to yeah. do AdaBox. Uh, we're not we're not going this year uh, as we ramp up to more bigger projects. Mm -hmm. So we'll be there in spirit. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, don't forget the Discord server is always open twenty four seven. And Diego Perez is about to get kicked from this. Keep going, man. That's fine. You're live. So that's pretty much it, folks. Thank you guys again for joining us. Um, let's see, what else we got here? We got the coupon code. Don't forget the coupon code. Thank you for sticking with us, because you know, this stuff's hard. <laughs> I won't complain, but. Do we have a fail? I think we do. Same one from last week. Mm. Just that skull. Alright, you guys want to see it? going to be it? You already got a fail. You guys see it uh -huh. in the beginning. Alright, folks. Um, we'll see you guys later. See you tonight. To make a great one. Make a great day. Adios. Can't see the thing. <laughs>